what's up beautiful people thank you for tuning in to the weekly words extended podcast where we give you words to live by i am your host robert timmons and i am so excited and and grateful for you tuning in today i think today's conversation is going to be great (laughs) i have a very special guest with me today which i'm going to introduce in one moment uh real quick i do want to uh take a moment to uh, say that my my prayers are with everyone who has in, been impacted in Texas with the ice storm. I was impacted here with my family, but we got through it. Uh, God definitely is a provider. I know that there are still some people without water. Um, so I just I just pray that everybody can without water and without heat. But I know it's also warmed up in Houston or Texas in general. But I just pray that everyone still has what they need. Um, there are still multiple resources available if you need it. Uh, you can uh, connect with me on social media. Um, me and some of the organizations that I'm a part of, we posted those different resources on our page, and I can direct you to that. But just know that I'm here. I am praying. And if you can't con- connect with someone, let me know, and I will definitely be more than happy to be that middleman for you to make sure you get what you need. So moving into t- today's episode, um, I want to go ahead and introduce this individual. This is someone who has really held me down. We met in college. Uh, she is someone that has really been a someone to guide me, a teacher, a friend, uh, someone to support me. Uh, she's she's taught me a lot. She's shown me a lot. She's prayed with me a lot. My goodness. <laughs> And so I'm just really grateful for her to be here today and to give her insight on uh, today's topic. So welcome to the mic, Jasmine Rouse. Thank you, Rob. What's up, Jasmine? Hey. (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) I am good. It's a beautiful, sunny Saturday morning, mm-hmm. um, and although I don't live in the tropics like you, um, I'm excited that it's not below freezing. A true. What's the temperature there in Chicago? Um, I think it's like 38 right now. It's supposed to, re- yeah, it's supposed to go up to 43. <laughs> That's summer. I know. You know what's so funny? I'm sitting here thinking like, when I would go to when I was in school in Pittsburgh, I. I could remember days like that feeling warm for the other yes. colder winter days. But I'm yes. sitting here in my, I think it's 79 degrees here. Just like, Don't I just, it in. No, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sitting here just like, I, how did I used to be used to that? Is what I'm just thinking about in my head. Mm. <laughs> but you got it. You got it. You've been, you've been on the, uh, the East coast and the Midwest your entire life. So, you know, you, you used to the weather now, huh? Mm. We ain't got to talk about it. We don't got to talk about it at all. <laughs> That's a sore spot. That's a sore <laughs> spot. Please don't. All right, all right. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're here today. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, some of our, well, it's stemming from some of the words that God gave me for the year. And I want to get your insight on some of those things because uh, I know that you can speak to it a lot. But I also want to take a moment and just kind of let people know where you are like what was your coming into 2021 what was your word Mm. or your phrase or kind of like your vision for the year what has God kind of just been revealing to you and like what are you what are you working towards yeah um so the word I kept hearing at the beginning of the year was submission 
And at first I was like, God, I'm not, I don't think I'm unsubmitted. <laughs> um, but I was realizing that the Lord wants to take me into different spaces um, and just new things for me. And so I realized I really had to submit to the unknown um, of God. Um, so the, the scripture my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts were really at the forefront at the beginning of this year. And I was like, okay, God, nothing that you're telling me is making sense, but I have to trust your heart for me. Um, and so it's really submitting to God in all parts of him, even the pieces that I don't know. Um, so I feel like 2021 is going to be a ride. And I was kind of looking for a little bit more stability after, um, 2020 and still being in a parallelogram but you know we can trust them <laughs> parallelogram okay geometry <laughs> um yo that's actually very powerful i love that scripture and it's funny that you mentioned the the phrase the unknown do you mm. know jonathan trailer no i've heard I the mean, name okay so he is i guess a gospel artist i don't know he's he he's literally someone. Um, his 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 music is definitely gives off like that hip hop R and B vibe, right? Mm -hmm. But it's all about God, right? Mm -hmm. And he has he just came out with his so his first album. I'm gonna send you all this on Apple. Um, after this, okay. I'm gonna text you. But his first you. album is like literally you can play every single song on repeat. Like I was playing that whole album for like two years. He came out with another album which. I think it's still good, but it doesn't bop as much as the second one. But I mean, the first one. But the reason I brought it up is because on his second album, it's called The Unknown. And he has a song called The Unknown. And it literally matches what you were just saying. About, really? Yes. About being in this uh -huh. place. He mentions another, another layer of like comparing himself to other people. I don't know if you were kind of going down that road. But he also mm. is talking about God being like, um, yo, you don't know what I'm about to do to you do for you and he's like dang i gotta trust you in the unknown so i'm oh, gonna yeah, send you that, that that sounds like where i am <laughs> i'm gonna send you that and uh i think that's gonna speak to you and, and that you'll like it and then it's also interesting because he has a song on there bigger dreams which ties into what one of my words for the year was and so that's mm -hmm. a whole other thing too so it's just it's just kind of cool that there's that a little bit of alignment um and i also like what you said about the whole submission where it's not just I don't know if you remember this. It was from it was something I learned from you when I was in college. How mm. with each thing that God is teaching us, it's not like one and done. There's multiple levels to it. Mm -hmm. So I remember in college, I was learning to trust God. And you were too. But it was different yeah. where I was learning to trust God for me. And then you were like on level two, learning to, learning to trust God for other people. Because you already trusted him with your life. But you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I got to trust him with rob's life you remember that mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> so I, anyways i think about that with the whole submission thing too where it's like hey you know you you might already be it might not be that you're unsubmitted to him but you still gotta be what's the word ready to go really? along for this ride that you don't know yeah yeah okay okay cool so we'll dive deeper into what that means for you uh, submission because I actually think it does tie into the words that we're going to talk about today and you know in your story and stuff um, which I encourage you to share 
um, with those who are listening so it yes. can really, really uh, go home with them. But um, let's start um, now by going into the recap of Weekly Words, episode three, Bigger Dreams. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, you can still check it out on YouTube. It's available, but also I'll give you a quick recap. So um, God, for this year, 2021, God gave me three different phrases. Um, recalibrate was the first one, I believe. And I talked about it last last episode you know, God calling us to, well, me specifically to recalibrate, recalculate and reassess where I am and make the necessary adjustments to get to where he wants me to go, especially after 2020, where it just being a really weird year. Okay, cool. Let's recalibrate, see what's up now and see how we're going to move forward in 2021. Lots of the dreams have stayed the same, but maybe the road to get there has shifted a little bit because of the society that we're in now. Second one is what episode three was about, bigger dreams, right? And so I really felt God was calling me to bigger dreams. Like I mentioned, um, Jonathan Trailer had that song, Bigger Dreams, as well. I encourage you all to listen to that. And in scripture, it says that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we ask or think. I feel like so many times in my life, I, had to, I was trying to like dumb down my dream to make it more practical, more realistic. But God's like, no, dream big expect big i want to show out in your life i want to provide for you i want you not to just survive i want you to thrive right and so for me i was very excited because there's there's a lot of things that i have in the work this year that i'm i want to come to fruition and i'm really believing god uh, for those bigger dreams and what i talked about in the episode was the story of nehemiah for those that might not recall uh, Nehemiah was um, one of the sons, sons, uh, descendants of of um, King David, and so he's in now uh, a a slave, a cupbearer, and he hears that his homeland of his fathers is in ruin, and so he has this dream to go back to Israel and to build it back up, right? But he thinks that it's the dream is too big for him. He thinks that, you know what, this, I'm not worthy of this. I won't, um, the king will never let me do this. I don't have the, the right or the authority to do this. And then the king notices something's off with him and asks him like, hey, what's up? What's going on? What's on your mind? And he's hesitant, but he ultimately does share his dream to go back to Israel and, and build build the city back up. And lo and behold, the king grants him the passage to go back to israel to build up the city he was able to hone into his bigger dream for his life the thing that he thought was out of his reach out of his grasp and the king was like no go ahead but all he needed to do was one believe and two make it known and so i just believe that we can pull from that the same idea of like god wants bigger and better for us don't be scared to dream we can have dreams and we can work towards them to reach them um so before we get into any to questions and stuff in the conversation jasmine did you have any any additional thoughts on the phrase bigger dream the story of of nehemiah or how that even ties into uh your life and your season right now yeah um it's funny because when you had mentioned it on the phone conversation we had had I left and I was like, Lord, this is the season where I'm supposed to be believing you for exceedingly and abundantly above. And this just feels like a lot um, because the dreams that 
the Lord was giving me were just astronomical. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at where I am right now to where he wants to take me. And I was like, um, this, this feels, <laughs> this feels impossible. Um, but I think something else that was confronted in my heart, um, that came up was, well, God, I often feel like I have dreamed big and you have not delivered on my big dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there had to be a reframing of exceeding and abundantly for me that it's not the exceeding and abundantly that I think of. It's his exceeding and abundantly for me. Um, and his exceeding and abundantly actually exceeds my exceeding and abundantly. I hope that made sense. Mm-hmm. I hope you were tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're saying like, I, I think I'm expecting an eight exceedingly is a 10, but God's like, no, I'm trying to bring you to 50. Oh, okay. Precisely. On a completely different Precisely. scale too. Cause like you said, it's not your exceedingly and abundantly is his. Exactly. Yeah. So I just wanted to drop that little nugget in there. About cool. bigger dreams. So thank you. That's good to know. So what were some of those God given dreams that you think that he didn't deliver on? Um, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if, if that if that's too deep, let me know. Let me know. No, 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 no. Okay. I don't mind. Um I'll share within reason. But um I think Growing up in the church, there was a narrative of like, you know, you save yourself till marriage and you go to college and then right after college, you get married Mm -hmm. and then you have like a six figure job and then you get a house. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And when those things did not happen, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God, where are you? Mm -hmm. Um, So did everything up until the graduate college piece. And then I was like, okay, where's my Boaz? Which theologically that's not correct, but that's another conversation for another day. But I was like, where is he? And the Lord was like, well, you prayed when you were nine that you don't want me to send him until you're whole. Mm. So that's what we're going to do. And I had a whole attitude because I was like, you couldn't have been making me whole in college, high school, <laughs> any other time before this. Um, and so I had to wait. And that was hard for me because I was watching friends get married and I was still sitting on the sideline um, or what I perceived as a sideline. Let me say it like that. Um, and I was like, well, when's my time? And then I was like, okay, well, forget that. I'll just shelf that dream and I'll, you know, try to get a job that's really well paying. And then the Lord's like, ha ha, you're going to work in a nonprofit sector. (laughs) And I was like, Jesus, I'm sick of this. (laughs) Um, And then I was raising my own salary because you have to fundraise. So some nonprofits, they fundraise and they hire. And other nonprofits, you have to fundraise so that you can get paid. And so that I was the latter. And I was like, Jesus, this is not funny. Um, so it just felt like where the dream, where the standard of my dream was, which was based upon church culture and where, and what I was experiencing, there was a chasm. And I was like, okay, the Lord's not coming through 
in this regard. And I was like, this isn't a bad thing to want, but why are you keeping me out? And then there were like a myriad of health issues that I had experienced. And I was like, the Lord's going to heal. And then I didn't see him heal in the timing that I wanted him to. Um, And I was angry because he was saying, I'm going to heal. Or he would say like, you're healed. And I'm like, these symptoms say otherwise. Um, But he continued to tell me like, "There there will be a day. There will be the day that you get married. There will be the day that you make the money you want to make. There will be the day when you are healthy and whole. Um, and so now I'm in my thirties, you know, still not married. Um, the Lord is healing. Did you celebrated a birthday? I did. <laughs> I celebrated a birthday Monday. Yes. The 22nd. Yes. 22nd. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, I was like, this get right? this right. Yes. 22nd. 22nd. I was right. Just have more confidence, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I'm in my Jesus year now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still waiting for him to deliver on some of those things, but my perspective had to change from, oh, you did not deliver to actually, we're still in process. Mm. Mm. That's good right there. Not, you did not deliver, deliver, but we are still in process. Yeah. So it, it sounds to me like it was this, the dream that you kind of like go of and in the example about the marriage and the job and the, and the salary and stuff, it was tied to your timetable. Oh, yes. Mm. Because I was thinking my deadline was optimal. Mm-hmm. Like you hear that there's a pressure that comes from families for women, especially in Christian cultures where they're like, I want grandbabies. And it's like, am I the Virgin Mary? Like, am I just supposed to pop one out for you? Um, and so then there's like this pressure to get financially established, this pressure to, um, you know, make yourself look a certain way, at least from where I was sitting. Um, and it was like crushing. The pressure was really crushing. And I was just like, okay, I just got to do this. I got to do this because everyone's expecting this of me. And when I turned 30, my family's narrative turned to, well, you don't need a man. And that broke my heart because I was like, they gave up on me. Yeah. (laughs) So there's, yeah, I I, I had a timetable and I was like, I want to do this because, you know, this pressure. But then also you hear like, the phrase geriatric pregnancy and like getting married later in life. And you have these dreams of these romantic things where I've been married for 50 years, but if I get married at 50, <laughs> is <laughs> right. that going to last? Right. Am I going to be alive to see this? Right. Like, so it's, like yeah. Or what? Okay. So what, and we, I mean, we might have to shift to, different example but we might be able to say with this one so then what are you doing now to like work towards that dream because you're you're taught you mentioned how it's not that it's it's not reached it's just that it's in process right so like mm-hmm. what how do i'm gonna say how do we do this but you can also talk about use and specifically kind of shift through this 
this idea of working towards this dream that you have for your life, but God's like, yes, it's coming in time. It's just, it's, mm. it's just not there yet. Is it completely out of your hands? Is it just in God's hands? Do you have some sort of ownership or, or, um, uh, responsibility to work towards it? What's that look like? Yeah. I'll, I'll broaden that answer because I don't think this is specific just to my example, Okay, but it's the concept. Let me say it like this. I have a friend and he said to me, you never failed God and God never failed you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's kind of a big thing to say. Okay. Jesus never fails, but I'm sure I failed him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I went into prayer, because he was talking about a specific season of my life, the Lord was like, the purpose of that season was this, was A. You thought the purpose of the season was B. Mm. And you felt like, because you didn't fulfill B, you failed that season. But if we are looking at what the actual purpose of the season was, did you not fulfill this? And I was like, oh, and so the comment of I didn't fail God wasn't that I'm perfect. It was that I had fulfilled the purpose of that season. And that made me think about, did God fail me? Because if I'm oriented to the purpose of what's happening, then actually God's not failing me. And it, God's not some magical genie sitting in, I don't know, on the throne like, here, let me just grant all your wishes because you want them. But there's a perfection that's happening so that I look more like him. And that's actually the goal at the end of the day. Not for me to live this fairy tale life or something that's cushy. Because going back to the example, we could say that the goal is like, oh, be married, have healthy kids, you know, a house with a picket fence. But in reality, what the Lord is calling me to in marriage will be much larger than just me living off of this romantic fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, that it will be a ministry um, to each other, but also to others. And other ways that I don't even know yet, because the Lord keeps saying, like, this is bigger than you. Mm -hmm. Marriage, your marriage will be bigger than you. And so, yeah. Okay. Orient to the purpose. Yeah. I I actually really like that example that you gave, or the the phrasing that you gave about the um failing and not so much that it's because we're perfect but it's because the purpose of that season was met it's just that we have a skewed perspective perspective on what we think that purpose is mm -hmm. and so i want to so i think and i think for like that even relates to my life um just kind of going you know struggling through college with the engineering getting the engineering degree and then spending time unemployed and stuff and and working outside of my industry which during that time I definitely was feeling like a failure I felt like I I wasn't competent enough to get a job I felt like I was I was doing things incorrectly I felt like I you know was wasn't meeting the mark and stuff and while yes there were some things that I could have done better and uh, situations that I should I should have handled differently I think at the end of the day that season of my life taught me so much. It taught me about, you know, where do I place my value? It taught me, you know, am I being intentional with the things that I'm working on? Am I being excellent with where I am and with what I have? 
I remember in my job that I had in consulting outside of the engineering industry, it, it, it was not fulfilling at all. It was a good job, but it just was not fulfilling at all. And I remember just always praying to God, like, God, please just give me a more fulfilling job. Please give me a fulfilling job. And one of the things I felt on my heart was, but you're not taking care of what I've given you in this, mm. right? And I was like, oh, wow. Because I would, I would, I started showing up to work late and I just wasn't, you know, in, in, into it. I was just kind of going through the motions and I was like, you're right. I was like, let me. And I remember for six months, uh, I started going into work an hour early. And I was very mm. intentional with my time. I was intentional with my prayer time. I was like, let me be in excellence, even though I'm in this place I don't want to be. But let me, you know, prepare myself for when the, that next thing is coming. And that, you know, that kind of shifted my posture and stuff. And I've carried that with me into the season that I'm in now and stuff. And then also throughout that dark season, like that's when I had the fuel, the, the emotional inspiration to actually write my book. Right. And I'm still like planning more things, pulling more things from that book. I don't even think I've, I've seen all of that is there. So I like what you're saying about the sometimes our intention for the season is wrong for what God actually intends that season's purpose to be. And if we mm-hmm. actually learn that lesson or have that understanding, that's the success. Like that's the the um, not failing there because it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So what kind of encouragement would you give to someone who is, you know, like you and me, we are seeing here, okay, cool, okay, cool, excuse me, let me get my words together. (laughs) Okay, God, we are (laughs) believing in you for bigger dreams, right? We want to be submitted to what you have for us. We're following following you into the unknown, but it's like, okay, I don't want to be out here looking like boo-boo the fool, like what, (laughs) what, what am I... What am I going towards? Like this, this month or this day or this week or this year looks just like all the other years. Like, how can I stay faithful in this journey? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to mention other weekly words? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, so this kind of hits at the hills and valleys one. Yep. Um, because when you're going through a process and you're not seeing the manifestation of the promise, it feels like a valley. Like you had talked about um, in your episode, going from peak to peak um, and focusing on the glory that will be revealed. I'm paraphrasing, but (laughs) essentially. Um, And I was like, yes, that is true. But transformation happens in the valley. So when you get to that next peak, you are going to steward it in a way that is honoring to God's provision. So like you were saying in your example, you started showing up an hour early. You started committing your days in prayer and that transformed you. I remember that season um, because I remember you were telling me, I want to quit. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Um, But I saw the transformation happen in you as you begin to steward the place or steward the valley well, um, that even though it wasn't what you wanted, you were like, I'm going to act like this is what I want. So when I get to what I want, um, the way to steward it is second nature. There's an ease to it. And that's something the Lord has been dealing with me in. It's like, don't despise your valley, not just because of the glory that will be revealed 
or the peak that's coming after, but because there's transformation happening in the valley. Like when I'm looking up to the hills from which cometh my help and setting my gaze on God, that's not just a moment of like, let me like emotionally boost myself, but it's learning how to stay and remain and be girded in the truth of who God is even though your surroundings don't look like what he has said about you. There's a deeper level of trust and intimacy that comes from the valley. Um, so that would be my encouragement. Like as you're waiting for the promise to occur, you're not waiting idly, sorry, words. Um, but you are waiting, actively being transformed, actively pursuing God, and actively learning how to steward the thing that you don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I like that you brought that up. Um, okay. <laughs> why do you sound confused? Or... I'm like, where are we going, Robert? <laughs> no, I like that you brought that up for, for two reasons. One, well, I don't know. I'm just like, you, you were saying that. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I did say that. Thank you for, like, you encouraged me with my own words and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Yay. So thank you. But two, I think that actually transitions very nicely into um, the the fourth episode. when I And I revealed that third, mm-hmm. my third word from God, which is satisfied. Yes. And, oh, my goodness. So when I first, like I said in the episode, when I first heard this word, I was like, God, you're contradicting, you're contradicting yourself. How am I supposed to be satisfied, but also want, want more? Like, I have bigger dreams. This don't make sense. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I literally, as I sat on it and prayed on it, I was like, oh, shoot. Satisfied is the anchor to bigger dreams. Like, God couldn't have said, Robert, have bigger dreams without telling me to be satisfied. Um, so for those who might not have heard it, the concept of satisfied, uh, and let me actually, because I, I made a note, I said, being satisfied is being content, but not complacent with my current steps towards my destiny and dreams, but and not to be consumed with getting, air quote, there, but enjoying the mm-hmm. journey and the daily growth, becoming full on God's presence and love, not just his gifts, right? So I have to be satisfied with where I am today, not feeling like I'm in a place of lack, recognizing that, Jasmine, like you mentioned, kind of in the valley and, and working towards something but still have the bigger dreams that I'm going to get there one day, right? Mm -hmm. Because God said Mm -hmm. he will do exceedingly and abundantly. He's going, he wants us to thrive, not just survive. Um, And in this, in this episode, I I talked also about the story of David, King David, which there is so much in King David's story to pull from. I love, I love his story. Um, But whenever uh, in the book of Samuel, first Samuel, whenever Samuel comes to David's family, he anoints David to be king right he gives david this bigger dream like you are gonna be a king awesome he did not go to the palace he did not go to the throne he did not have his crown he went right back to the pasture tending to his father's sheep okay god so you give me this dream but i'm still like here like doing this this regular work but it was in the pasture that he actually fought the lion and the tiger or the i'm sorry the lion and the bear I'm thinking about the ways <laughs> he fought the lion and the bear and that gave him the preparation and the practice to have the audacity to stand up against Goliath, which was one of his roadways to the throne, right? 
he was satisfied where he was and he worked in excellence and when the time came he was able to take hold of it and step into the dream that honestly i don't even think was his dream like he just wanted whatever god wanted for him but god had that for him you feel me Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you want to add anything to like just that <laughs> that story in david and satisfied anything before i start asking questions <laughs> you can go ahead and ask questions because i'm like where are we about to go <laughs> okay okay i just always get so excited with that um and i'm gonna i'm gonna answer this question too and jasmine feel free to ask me questions as well it doesn't have to be a one-way street. oh <laughs> thank you yes i'm gonna say that earlier but um okay. with all that being said are you satisfied where you are why would you start with that question <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so I am in process. Um, and I think this because at the end of 2020, a lot of the elements of my life radically changed. And I came into 2021 feeling, um, I don't know, what's the word? I don't, like I'm standing on shifting sand. Um, and that's because the people that I thought I could just like lean to run to were going through their own stuff. And I was like, Oh, I'm going through my stuff and I need help. So I, I had pictured life to look a certain way, um, with some of the people that are close to me. And when life hit, which was the nature of 2020, I, yeah, it felt unstable. So I did not feel satisfied because I was like, God, where are you? I literally was like, God, where are you? And when I started 2021, the Lord was reminding me of a word that he gave me over my sabbatical in 2018. So Psalm 23, one, the Lord is my shepherd. Yep. Uh, I shall not want. And God was stressing to me that because I am your shepherd, because I am leading you, you will not lack anything. And so as long as I am following and allowing him to be my shepherd, there is no lack. And so at the end of 2020, going into 2021, I was like, God, this is clearly you. You are clearly moving in the midst of what feels like chaos but I feel like I'm lacking X, Y, and Z. And the Lord was like, you're lacking nothing. Because I am your shepherd, you are not lacking anything. And so it's learning to be okay with his presence, um, even though I don't have all the answers to this season. Um, and so you were saying um, being full in his presence. And I was thinking about when I'm seeking the face of God, that does not always mean that he's going to give me a handout. Mm -hmm. It just means that he's going to give me him. Mm -hmm. And that sustains me more than him giving me the handout. Yep. So I'm learning. Yep. Currently in process. Yep. Um, yeah. Amen. Well, I'll be praying that you can keep that process going. Um, I can say for me, I can kind of relate to that whole 2020, like, not really feeling satisfied and like I never some, I know some people were talking about 2020 being a waste I never saw it as a waste because I, I was leaning on 
um, Romans eight twenty eight that God works all things together for the good of mm-hmm. those who trust Him or follow Him. Excuse me on the exact wording, <laughs> but I was leaning on that like He's gonna He's gonna do something with us. It's, it's not a waste. But I still was like, eh, don't really, really like where I am. Going into twenty twenty one, I definitely felt unsatisfied you know explicitly with my job which is funny because i saw this job as a blessing when i you know took it in 2019 and it was like me getting back into the engineering industry and stuff but just just a lot of different issues and stuff um and so when i asked myself the question and i think for me when i asked myself the question like where will i be in 20 years i don't see myself in corporate america so Mm. it's it's weird because it's like okay so what's the point of me doing this right now? <laughs> and like me, so it was like me feeling like mm-hmm. I'm in a place of lack and like unsatisfied. But when I kind of got out out of my off my box and, and thought about what God was saying and like being in His presence, I was like, you know what? Let me be satisfied in this moment. I am truly blessed with the job that I have and being able to have income and and, and pay my bills and stuff. And whenever tw- you know 2020 happened and we had the pandemic and people were getting laid off. That was never a concern at my job, right? Like mm. that was it. Just the industry that we're in, that wouldn't have happened, right? Like it, mm-hmm. we would have to have been shut. We would have to be shut down for like two or three years for my company to truly be impacted and have to lay people off. Like we actually mm. need more people to, if, we're, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but so, like, I'm truly blessed, and it's like, yes, this isn't the the end game of where I'm gonna be. But it is providing for me right now. And I have opportunity to do things like this podcast, Weekly Words, um, the Royal Rhymes uh, radio show with Go Be You, my own poetry and performances and and some great things that are coming down the line. I'll be announcing it to y'all as the months and weeks come on. So just wait for it. <laughs> so it's it's um, it's it's me. And I think you mentioned it earlier, shifting my perspective of the point of the season versus the mm-hmm. like. This has to be something that I 100% love right now. But it's like, no, I'm satisfied with what God has given me and allowed me to have to keep working towards what he has for me. And then on the other side is me being satisfied and getting to know him more. One of the things that I really loved at my old job, while the industry wasn't fulfilling, it gave me time to really deepen my relationship with God. And that's when I did a lot of my readings on uh, King David and his life and his legacy and... um, other things with you know psalms and proverbs and ecclesiastes and some of the things in the new testament it's i had time to really grow my relationship with god and that's kind of poured over into this season when i haven't been as if i'm being honest i haven't been as consistent that's something that i'm that i'm personally working on but it i have to remind myself daily to be like be satisfied in this be content not complacent content with where i am still working towards what God has for me, but knowing that right now it's not a waste. So I have a question for you. Okay. You were talking about the time that you spent in his presence. How specifically did that shift you to a place of satisfaction? So that isn't oriented to what he gave you. Yeah. Just on him alone. Yeah. I think for me, it was, there was more fullness in praise and worship songs. There was more fullness in different people's prayers. Um, for example, one thing that really spoke to me was the lamb, the song, uh, is it 
Now behold the lamb. There we go. Uh, what's the word? Now behold the lamb, the precious lamb of God. Yeah, there we go. I'm, I'm a brain fart. I was not expecting this question, so I'm thinking. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, so I remember singing that song, and I always liked that song because every time I've heard someone sing it, they sounded amazing. And I, I felt the presence of God, but I didn't know the meaning. And I am a very analytical person where it's like, I I long for understanding and, and words and what I'm saying and, and the meaning behind things. So during that time when I was, you know, very committed and devoted to my devotionals and to my own readings, I read through Exodus and I fully grasped the concept of, um, the Israelites, you know, putting the blood of the lamb on their doorsteps. And that was them protecting themselves uh, from the plague that God was sending to the Egyptians. Fast forward, Jesus becomes that lamb protecting us. So for me, that song now meant so much more. All the words, all the lyrics, like it literally hits me every single note. Like, oh my gosh, God or Jesus, God, same person, but Jesus is protecting me. And so for me, being satisfied in his presence is me having this understanding of his character and how he works. When I have an understanding of his character and how he works, I am now able to navigate through the valleys. I'm now able to trust the process when I'm working into my dream. I'm able to see the good in the midst of a bad circumstance. You know what I mean? That is so good. I love that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the part about his character. Because that's what I'm realizing. The Lord is asking me to orient to in this season is be satisfied and oriented towards his character. Um, and I think of the scripture that says, uh, I think it's Psalm 16, 11. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence. And something about his presence giving a joy. Like it's not just happiness or a high, but there's a joy that mm -hmm. comes out of seeking his face, rooting yourself in the word, staying in praise and worship. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for asking that question, because I think that is something for me to remember, because I definitely was talking more about like the material things and not his presence. So thank you. You are more than welcome. Um, another thing that I think about when I think about the word satisfied, and this is 50-50 about what your answer is going to be. Have you seen Hamilton? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you plan I on know. watching it or you're not, and you're not interested? I want to, but I'm like a snob. <laughs> I want to go in and see it live. Uh, okay, well, like in general or the original cast? I don't think the original cast is touring anymore. Correct. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll have to see another cast. Oh, okay. Well, there's a song in the in the play called Satisfied. Of course um, there is. Yes. And I, I just, I hear her singing it um, when I'm sitting here talking about it. But since you haven't, you haven't seen it, we won't go down that road. <laughs> okay. But when you do see it, let me know. Remember For sure. This, remember this moment. <laughs> okay. I remember this moment. 
Okay, cool. So you, I think you kind of already answered this. And if there's anything else you want to add to it, let me know about how it, how can you shift or alter your posture to be satisfied today? Like you mentioned how you're, you know, kind of growing in that. Is there anything additional that you're doing to remind yourself? And like I said, I think you've kind of already answered this. Yeah, I touched on it a little, but to be more specific, my prayer times are heavy on the thank you Mm. um, and less on the Lord, please. Um, So I I think it was like two weeks ago, I had like a big breakthrough in prayer and probably 98% of that prayer was like, God, I thank you. It was a prompt that one of the pastors at my church had given at the end of his sermon. He was like, don't ask God for anything. Just thank him. And I was like, okay. So, because I was getting ready to go in with like, God, I need this, and I need this, and I need this. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to thank him. And as I began to thank him, my perspective began to shift um, because I realized some of the stuff that I was thanking him for um, was stuff that I was going to ask him for. Mm. I was like, oh, wait, he's already done this. Um, And then some of... The other things that I was thanking him for, I had not seen yet, but I could feel my faith growing because I was thanking him in a place of remembering his character. Yep. So even though I haven't seen it yet, I was like, God, you are not a man that you should lie, should lie nor the son of man that you should repent. And so I was like pushing myself to this place of greater faith and feeling secure that the one who said he would do it is going to do it. And I found myself feeling satisfied, even though I was still waiting for the manifestation of promise. I was like, oh, I feel secure. God's got it. We're good. I have to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So that day was great. I felt satisfied. About three days later, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't like this. So now my prayer times always include heavy. Thank you, thank you Jesus. I think that's good. And that's something that I try to do too. I try to start off my prayer. Like, cause I, my goal is to pray daily in the morning as I start my day. And I try to start with like, God, thank you for, you know, X, Y, and Z. And even thank you for the things I don't have yet. Like my wife and my children, right. And my mm-hmm. family's legacy. Same. Um, and then, you know, going into like, all right, Lord, I need strength today. Cause work, <laughs> like give me that, or, you know, what, whatever it is. <laughs> So I like that. And I think about Donnie McClurkin's song, I Do. And he's kind of talking mm-hmm. about that, too, where it's like, uh, you're, you're familiar with the song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, ugh, now these lyrics are leaving my mind again. But, you know, getting through, like, I'm sorry if I never, never said thank you, but I do appreciate mm-hmm. you. I do. I do. And I messed up the words, mm-hmm. but that's the gist. <laughs> Listen to Donnie okay. McClurkin, I do, I do. If you have not heard it, it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Cool. It's all right. <laughs> wow jasmine i really appreciate your insight and your vulnerability with your dreams um and yeah. where you're working and growing um i want to you know leave this time open now to see if you had any other thoughts or any other questions for me or anything else that you wanted to mention on the whole concept of bigger dreams being satisfied um or even you know your word too as far as being submitted to what god has for you in this unknown time yeah I thought it was funny when you first asked me to come mm-hmm. on the podcast 
And you can attest that with each word that you said, I rolled my eyes harder. Harder. And that's because. (laughs) Right. I was like, oh, I'm annoyed. But I feel like all four of these words um, that you've done um, for this year so far um, anchor that word of submitting to the unknown. Um, so specifically thinking about bigger dreams and satisfied. I don't know what this year will look like. I don't know the timing of God. I don't know where he's going to take me, um, who he's going to connect me to, how he's going to open doors, what new revelation I'm going to understand about him and his character. But he's still calling me to believe in the fact that he is the one who could do exceeding and abundantly above all I could ask or think. And he's also telling me my dreams are too small, like no dream bigger. Um, and so moving into the unknown, it's like, I don't know what to dream, but it's literally taking the limitations off of whatever you think is the best thing for you. Um, and then being satisfied in the place where it's like, there are no limitations right now. There's no glass ceiling. There are no doors. There are no walls. You're standing in this expanse with God and he can literally do anything um, to take you into a place where you are not just like more materialistically, you know, rich, but also emotionally, mentally, holistically moving into a place of wellness and health and revelation of who God is. And so it feels like even with these words and the the word submission for me, it's like God's literally taking all of the the constructs and structures that um, I've originally boxed myself in with and said, let me be God. And so if there's like one thing that I think each of these words will connect to for 2020, even the words that are coming up, will end with let me be God. Um, and needing to submit to, to ugh, words, needing to submit to the fact that no matter what his heart is for you, yep. even if it doesn't look favorable, even if it is hard to analyze because I'm analytical too. And I, I there's a yearning to understand there has to be a release of control and a release of needing to understand and just submitting to He's God, and I need to let him be the I am that I am, meaning he will be whoever he, he needs to be to me in whatever season I'm in. Yep. Yep, exactly. I was just watching something else, and they were talking about the I am that I am. What was it? Oh, goodness. I cannot remember. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It's what? I was going to say, it's a lot of brain farts this morning. I know, right? I'm like, what was it? <laughs> You're bringing up a lot of unexpected things. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, I love it whenever my guests can do that. And it just, it's genuine conversation. It's not like this planned ordeal. Um, so nope. thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's really good. And that's, that's uh, and that's, I think that's funny because how we all have different words and stuff, but it's like, it's still aligned together with what, you know, God once and stuff like I even think about how um I can even there's even things with my words that because I follow Pastor Michael Todd and you know his his word for his church and and the people following him is anchored and I feel like 
that concept is seen like with the satisfied and bigger dreams as well right and it's like us having that uh anchor as we're because we're kind of i feel like what you're getting at is is trusting god being able to mm-hmm. be able to have this guide through it like okay i do need to understand a little bit like what do you want me to do but at the end of the day you know what your ways are not my ways your thoughts are not my thoughts which is your scripture right yeah yep it's like i can't understand everything let me just i need to trust you and follow you so amen mm-hmm. amen well jasmine i have enjoyed you so much so 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 much um you definitely got to come back and um whenever we're not quarantined in a pandora quarantine, yes in a pandora um i definitely want you to be like on weekly words as well like i think that'd be really uh-huh. cool you know once i can i'm honored travel and do that yeah i think you have really good insight so um this is now the part of the show where i let people plug themselves if you want people to follow you (laughs) and whatnot go ahead give them their give them your information up to you um y'all can follow me on instagram i uh just post funny stuff hilarious my my goodness I actually like go through and I'm like, this is really funny. I'm just going to give this to my followers because I think laughter is medicine. And we've been in a, a Pandora, pan whatever, uh, for too long. So my handle is J underscore L-I-V on Instagram. J live. J underscore L-I-V. If you're looking for good laughs and a couple of sprinkled in words from the lord those are in there too amen yep so um yeah be sure to you know connect with jasmine if you liked what she said at j underscore live on instagram um be sure to stay connected with me as well if you're looking to uh, be a part of weekly words or the weekly words extended podcast uh, or you have ideas for topics and things for me to speak on feel free to free uh, feel free to email me at weeklywordsrt at gmail.com that's weeklywordsrt at gmail.com also feel free to follow me on social media uh, twitter and instagram at slightly poetic at s-l-e-i-g-h-t-l-y-p-o-e-t-i-c Again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Words Extended Podcast, where we give you words to live by. I am your host, Robert Timmons, and I pray that you have an amazing day, a blessed week, and I will see you back here next time.